you learn something new every day. I am Joan Boyko, coordinator of communications and community outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are proud to present a new podcast each week that focuses on the people, programs, projects, and activities here in the district. This show is produced by my dedicated student interns in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are Danica Palmer, Raymond Ruiz, and Cynthia Alvarez. I'd like to welcome them to our team again, but they've actually been doing this work for several months already, even though we're just in the beginning of the new school year. So thank you all for everything that you're doing. And um, they're actually going to be a guest on the podcast, I think next week. So today on the show, I am very pleased to welcome back my monthly co-host, Palm Springs Unified's Coordinator of Visual and Performing Arts, Barbara England, and she has brought with her our Coordinator of Diversity and Racial Equity, Dr. Nicole Crawford, and they are here to talk about our upcoming multi multicultural celebration next month at the Palm Springs Air Museum. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you Joan. Nice to be back. Thank you for having us. Yes. Absolutely. Barbara, how are you yep. doing? I am great. How about you? Oh, I'm doing well, and it's hard to believe that we've already hit the ground running a few weeks ago and started our new school year, and I'm so glad that you thought to invite Dr. Crawford to join us today so we can talk about this inaugural event on September 17th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Palm Springs Air Museum. So it's a wonderful event for parents and families and um, we're providing art opportunities for the students. So it's a perfect uh, conversation for us all to have. Absolutely. So Nicole, you're, you're, um, I'm still going to call you a a relative newbie because you haven't been here that long. Yeah, You've been on the show before, though. We had yes. you on once last year. But but for those who don't know you, tell us tell us about your um, current role here. How long have you been with us? Where did you come from? Sure. So I am the coordinator of diversity and racial equity for Palm Springs Unified. I have officially been here for one full year now. I started off as a department of one, which was myself. And thankfully, I've been uh, allowed to hire two diversity and racial equity specialists. So I ha have hired Mr. Jar Jarvis Williams thus far. We're still waiting to hire a secondary person for the bilingual position. Um, I hail from Los Angeles, born and raised. I was a high school teacher for nearly 15 years in South LA. And I knew that if I were to exit the classroom, it would be a for a position that I was very passionate about. And my doctorate is focused on multicultural education. And when I saw this position fly for Palm Springs Unified, I was like, this is it. This is where my heart is. I love Palm Springs. I actually had Dr. Sandy Lyons as a professor of mine at USC through the credential program, which is how I found out a little bit more about Palm Springs Unified. And I just knew it would be the perfect fit for me. And it's been going amazingly. People, our, our staff, our faculty, our admin, they've been very receptive and supportive of our work. You're always going to have the naysayers a little bit, but I will gladly have a conversation with anyone and they will change their mind after they talk to me. <laughs> but um, it's been a blast and I get to collaborate with awesome people like Barbara on these awesome projects, you know, so I'm super excited. It's been amazing. 
That's great. And toward after we uh, we talk about this event, I, I want to talk more about the work that we're doing in the district, what Definitely. we've done so far and where we're headed. But for now, um, give us an overview of what this event will be like. It's the first one we've ever had. It is our first official one. We're calling it our Multicultural Festival. And all of our parent advisory councils actually came together. We've never done that before. So our APAC, which is our African-American parent advisory council, our NAPAC, which are, is our Native American, and our ALPAC, which is our Latino parent council, with JBA, which is our junior Black achievers, and a subcommittee of our anti-racism coalition. So it's a pretty big group. We came together on a platform and we discussed what are some things that we as people of color want to implement throughout the district? How can we empower those who typically and historically have their voices marginalized? So one thing we wanted to do was come together and celebrate the richness and the beauty of the diversity of our student population and our parent population and our community within Palm Springs. So we decided what's better than a little kickoff. So in September, on September 17th, like you said, Joan, from 6 to 8 p.m., we'll be at the Palm Springs Air Museum. We're going to have live student performances such as Cathedral City's Folklorico Dance Team. Um, we'll have different speakers. Dr. Sweezy will be swinging by our superintendent. Um, I'll be giving a little thanks to everybody. We'll also, Barbara's coming in with the art piece, so I'll have her speak on that. Uh, but it's going to be a great time. We're going to have food trucks available of all these, a variety of foods. We're going to have a mango nava truck. The Air Museum has been gracious enough as well to open up the museum to attendees, which will be free. And the little subsection where they have that stealthy plane that's pretty new from the government that they adopted, that will also be open for attendees as well. So we are really encouraging everyone to come out. It's going to be a beautiful just mixer and a beautiful celebration of everybody's cultures. That's so cool. I'm excited. It, it, again, it's, uh, it's an inaugural event. We've never done this before. Yep. And um, I have to say Palm Springs Unified is known for. Yep. We're for the first. Innovation and, and being first mm -hmm. and, uh, and trying new things. And most of them turn out great. And then occasionally we may try something that didn't go so well and then we just put that aside but yeah. um I love that this district is just so you know like not afraid to to try new things and um be on the in the forefront of doing things like this and so um and it's always with what's best for kids so whenever we try things it's with the heart of what's best for our students and our absolutely. families so Barbara, you this That's you know guess. you you um took your um monthly co-hosting duties very seriously, and to Joan, I have a great idea. Let's have <laughs> Nicole on, even though Nicole's going to come back next month. Well, yeah, in 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 October, talk about yet another event, and we'll <laughs> we'll tease that toward the end of the show. Yes. But Barbara said, "Hey, let's uh let's do this because um." This is very timely and I have a few artists involved. So tell us about the art component book. Right, so uh, Dr. Crawford came to me and with this you know, wonderful plan, it's collaborative and, and like we need to have art in it and families are gonna be coming and we want, cause it's kind of an open house. There's no set like what's happening at a certain time. And so we wanna have art experiences for the students 
And so I'm like, okay. So I went and talked to some of uh, my artists in residence, flew it by uh, Dr. Crawford. And so um, Ruth English and um, Emily Colhan, they're gonna take the younger kids and they're gonna do um, a butterfly activity and using modeling clay so that it's active. And then because butterflies are in every culture and they're so symbolic of change and everyone is different and there's different colors. So it's very symbolic of our, of our theme of diversity and inclusion. And so the little kids are gonna have different colored um, um, clay modeling clay and they're going to make their own butterflies and so everyone's going to be different and everyone's going to be beautiful and so then tyson knight he's going to take like our older middle school to high school students and he's going to have big canvases and um he'll sketch out a um a multicultural inclusion diversity acceptance um portrait painting you know as tyson does tyson does pop art and he does um, mashups and graffiti art and so then he'll teach the kids how to paint on canvas and talk to them about color and the meaning of his portrait and then those paintings will go to dr crawford to hang in the district office somewhere and it'll be all done by kids that came for the pack multicultural festival that is so cool and, and all the kids will sign the back and that is so cool and speaking of like art in the district office um we have uh two beautiful installations that are hanging in the corridor uh the ed services corridor and thank um, you just and nicole was a little bit a part of the first story <laughs> one uh so cool because the so the the first one was done by our BAM kids, Boys Arts Mentoring Program, and they're all male icons of color. Mm -hmm. And um, and then, not to be outdone by the boys, <laughs> we had um, our star girls, our middle school girls did an installation called Her Story, and it's all uh, women of color. and. Uh, it's, it, they're both so beautiful and inspiring and um and really i mean this is this is what we're doing i mean this is um taking our mission of becoming a more equitable diverse mm -hmm. and inclusionary did i just make that word up no that's a word, <laughs> no, that's a word. um <laughs> district and making sure that the kids are, you know, I, I mean, we're, we, we want to do this as a staff to make sure that all of our kids have what they need when they need it. And it's not always the same for everyone. And that, that's still a concept mm -hmm. that is difficult for some people to understand because that everybody thinks it's about equality and quality is not the same as that would be right but it is not it, it, it expound upon that a little bit nicole sure so i feel like a lot of people use those terms interchangeably equity versus equality and they're very different so when you think equal you think everyone's getting the same thing right right versus equity is people get what they need based on their necessity so i'm sure you guys have all seen that picture where it's three little kids trying to peer over a fence 
there's a tall kid, a medium-sized kid, and a small kid. And if we're being equal, all the kids get one box. So the tall kid who's already basically seeing over the fence can get an even better view of seeing over the fence. The middle-sized kid, maybe on his tippy toes, he could see over the fence versus the little shorty can't even see over the fence still. But remember, we're being equal about it. So everybody got the same thing. Being equitable and using equitable practices means I recognize the tall child can already see over the fence. They don't need support in that way. The middle-sized kid, yeah, they need one box, maybe one box and a little smaller one to kind of tip them over to be able to see. And my little shorty is going to need two or three boxes. So again, e equality and equitable practices are not the same thing. Um, they're not interchangeable terms. So I just really love the clarity uh, for people to understand that because I think some people... Um, don't realize they're they're not the same. And then yesterday, uh, last week, we two weeks ago at our welcome back, what was the term that was used, Dr. Crawford? Uh, that you just take all the barriers down, you take the fence away, uh -huh. and then all the justice, kids, right? Justice or what is it? Uh, yeah, justice. Typically, justice. argue it's justice or inclusivity. And, and you know, it's um, it's. I guess let's let's move in. We have plenty of time, so we'll sure. we'll, we'll tease this event again and remind everybody about what's going to happen. But let's talk about the work that started with our anti-racism coalition before you got here, Nicole. Yeah. But hiring you was certainly one of the um, key things that mm -hmm. the the committee did in um, in its first year. And started with our, our our former superintendent Sandy Lyon shortly after the George Floyd horrendous. Uh, I don't think anybody doesn't know the story about what happened to him and how he was. Uh, let's just say he was murdered. I mean, he yep. was. He was murdered. So, yeah, and um, and so what's been happening in our district over the past two years is just really. Um, it's what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, it it's um help me. Uh, um, I'm looking. I, I would honestly say it's been groundbreaking to be. That's real. it. It's groundbreaking. Okay, that's it. That's a good one. <laughs> that and that really describes. I don't know if I would have found that word, but that's a really good one. We've come a long way in a short time. Yes, we have a long way to go. But give us a give us an overview of what does it look like. So first off, I'd love to say Palm Springs Unified. So in, within the Valley, we have three major school districts, right? There's Palm Springs Unified, Desert Sands, and Coachella Valley. Palm Springs, I, maybe I'm biased, but I feel like we're always at the forefront, right? Of doing everything. So you're not biased. It's the truth. It's true. It's really true, right? So, <laughs> you know, like my position, Desert Sands and Coachella Valley still don't have any departments dedicated to diversity and equity and access at all. Um, and so for the arts. Yeah. You know, so it just, it, it, we are the forefront. We are the forerunners. We are the ones setting the stage. We are groundbreaking. So since I've been in my position, um, actually, it's funny because I was just in a PD before this talking about some things that we've been able to accomplish. Um, I, I truly wish I would have been able to accomplish more, but being a department of one, I'm still proud of the work that we've done. Um, so for example, something as basic as acknowledging the lands that we're on right? Because every land that we're on belongs to indigenous peoples. 
and for our district to work with the Kuya Band of Indians to create a land acknowledgement, to acknowledge that the Agua Caliente tribe is the first original stewards of the land. Uh, we were able to create that. We also created an equity statement. It's very robust. I'm super proud. That's like my baby because we had so many stakeholders involved. We had parent feedback, student feedback, ARC uh, members, principals, district office staff coming together to really tweak this message that we felt was very supportive and inclusive of all because it discusses we accept everyone. It doesn't matter about your gender identity, sexual orientation, your family structure, your social economic status, the language you speak. You are here and you are accepted and loved here. And can um, I just add as an yeah. aside that Barbara maybe I don't know if she's the only one, but Barbara has that on her um, signature. Mm -hmm. Our, and I noticed that and I think it's I think it's wonderful. It is oh, beautiful. Um, we also, yesterday we had our welcome back ceremony and Nicole Anderson was the keynote speaker. She's someone I'm really proud that the district has collaborated with. So we'll be working with her for the next three years. Um, and she is well known up and down the West Coast. She does a lot of work with Riverside County of Education. She's an equity warrior. She is my mentor. She is amazing. So I'm super excited that she'll be coming on. She'll be working with the leaders of our district to help kind of not change, but maybe reset our mind, our minds and our beliefs and kind of reflect on what do we believe and why do we believe these things to be true. Um, we're also bringing in curriculum, new curriculum. So for example, we piloted last year, Joan, I don't know if you remember the, the Lucy lessons. So we created curriculum based off, off of the I Love Lucy television show. And it explores not just history and English and mathematics, but it also explores things such as gender roles or racism, social economic status, things of that nature. So I'm really proud of bringing that curriculum. Um, we've also added stuff to our panorama survey. So the panorama survey is, is a holistic kind of um, survey kids and parents fill out two to three times a year. And again, we're one of the first districts to add in a diversity and equity piece that focuses on diversity and inclusion, cultural awareness, sexual orientation and gender identity and a sense of belonging. So we really, this data that we're collecting, I think was very eye-opening because when I would, because again, I have some naysayers right at school districts or at different school sites. So sometimes it's like, why do we need a coordinator of diversity and racial equity? We're fine. Um, and then it's like, well, let's look at our panorama survey. This is from the mouths of our babes of the district, right? And the parents. So then I open up their data. We look at the results and then it's like very eye-opening and kind of shocking, like, oh, my kids really don't feel like they belong or that I respect their culture or their beliefs. So th that's a big deal. It's, you know, it's all a big deal. And I've, I don't know if I've said it in the room with, with you ladies, but I've certainly said it in some of the rooms where we've done some training. And, um, you know, we all can try to think that we're not racist and say we're not racist and truly believe it. And then when you really dig in and you think about it and you hear, you listen, you truly listen, you realize we're all inherently racist. Yes. And we, um, it's because we don't understand. Yep. And like, you know, as an example, I could say I've been in a minority in the room hundreds of times because I'm a, a, a Jewish woman. 
but nobody knows that by looking at me. So I've never felt that way. But if you think about how some of our kids, our African-American kids, how they would feel in you know a room full of white and or Hispanic kids, um, and they don't have, you know, their teachers white, and they don't have the connection, and they and and you start thinking about that and how important it is to make sure that they have that those yeah. connections. We have to make sure that they have them. And so part of what the district's doing is making sure that we're doing everything we can to hire more people of color, and so that kids do have role models who look like them. Definitely. You know, and and yeah. I did not get it at first, and I I actually was a little defensive, like all lives matter. Why is this, what is this black lives matter thing? And it was actually my daughter who's an attorney, not with a lot of experience. She's starting her third year, but she explained it. She said, mom, yeah, all lives matter. And you have to know where the fire is and the fire's here right now. And you don't, you, you need to actually take more of an initiative to understand it. And I have, and I'm looking forward to doing so much more work because. Yes. I mean, one cool way, Joan, I will say this, and this is my um, plug for the conscious education team that we have here. So Palm Springs offers conscious education, um, which is essentially a group of like-minded peoples coming together to really reflect on unconscious biases and reflecting on why do we think some things that we think, right? And it really, you have to get uncomfortable to be comfortable in a conversation. So I, I strongly suggest anyone who's listening to this podcast that is a PSUSD employee, please sign up for a conscious education training. We're hoping to offer one once a month. It's a two-part series. Um, typically, we offer it on Saturdays, so you will be paid as well. Um, but it is a very important thing. And I think that growing up, like it, the whole white teacher versus kids of color classroom is not unique to Palm Springs Unified. That is no. a plague that's going on throughout our nation. Um, but I do appreciate that we are implementing a lot more practices to not only hire, but also retain teachers and staff of color, because it is important for our kids to see people of power and in, in leadership positions that look like them, that speak the same primary language as them, that come from the same background as them, um, because there is a disconnect of my teacher doesn't understand my culture. Um, and Joan, your, your knee-jerk reaction is not like, don't feel bad about that because a lot of people feel that way about like, why, why is this black lives matter thing going on? Why don't, why all lives matter? It's a natural thing until we really have a discussion about it where there's, like you said, an understanding. So, cause a lot of it stems from not understanding. Exactly. And, and that's why I'm so proud to be part of this district and that we are digging in to do this really important work and it's for the benefit of our kids because yeah. we want every single one of our students to make sure that they're getting not only the best education possible but that they're also uh, it's the whole child right so 100%. we have to make sure that all of our kids feel like they're a part of and that they're this they're equal and in this case i'm gonna say equal yeah. Yeah. to every other one of our students regardless of the color of their skin yes. so can i add one more thing that i'm yes. really proud about this district about joan we are the first district around that has offered the hbcu tour 
and we're adding in the HSI tour. So those of you who don't know, an HBCU is a historically black college and university. Last year, we offered it to 24 of our high school kids. They were able to apply um, and we met with the students. We took them to Washington, DC to the East Coast. We toured DC, we went to Maryland and also Virginia and kids were able to go to four HBCUs and they also went to different African-American museums and learned a lot more about their cultures. And it was so empowering for our kids. I mean, you can see the pride that they had at the end. Um, for example, we went to the Great Blacks and Wax Museum and we had some athletes, very boy, manly boys, right? Like I'm an athlete, I'm tough. They're crying, they're hugging each other because they're like, wow, this is, we stem from kings and queens. This is our real roots, our true roots. And this is not what we're taught in schools. So to have our kids see this and to be empowered was amazing. So I'm so proud of us that we're continuing the HBCU tour and we're adding in the HSI tour, which is a Hispanic serving institution. So we're actually taking, again, another group of 24 kids of our Latino kid population, and we're going over to Texas and we'll be exploring different Texas states and different Texas universities out there and different um, museums to really learn more about their culture and their experiences. So it's so enriching for these kids and it really inspires them to say like, hey, maybe I will be the first generation to go to college. I can do it. You know, just for our kids at the HBCU tour to go onto a campus where they're like, oh my God, all these people look like me. The professors look like me. The staff look like me. I, this is a real thing, you know? And I don't think anyone can speak on that until you've been on a tour like that where you see the kids feel empowered, especially because our black community here is a small percentage and they don't really get to be exposed to the black community and the black experience. Well, this is a huge deal for them. And I'm so proud of our district that we're doing this for our African-American and our Latino community. And, and I'll just, um, and I'm glad you brought that up because it was on my list too, um, <laughs> that, that um that trip actually made national news it was it was all over the place mm -hmm. our local press covered it and it got picked up by um uh iheart radio or one of those national radio where all of the um african-american market stations picked it up and ran with it so it it was it's a important and congratulations yeah. and keep up the great work and before we uh we wrap up i want to barbara how excited yeah. are your artists to be oh my gosh doing this they were like oh like so ecstatic and wanted to have the right art project for the kids and to be a part of the first one and they're like before they even knew anything they're like yes we'll do it well, yeah. anything, let's face it, Barbara, anything that you present to them, they know is going to be a good thing. So you've already proven yourself there. So uh, the Multicultural Festival is September 17th from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Palm Springs Air Museum. Music, food, and uh, art, art for the um, students. Yep students entertainment it's going to be a whole lot of fun and you will learn a whole lot and you do not have to sign up you just show up and it's all free except you'll have to pay for the food but that, yes. of course you will but free admission and not only free admission to the event but free admission to the air museum and it's on a saturday so right isn't yes. it on saturday? it's on a saturday yeah, so. night you know, it's uh, something to do with the whole family and it's it's going to be 
great. So I hope everybody will come to that. And Nicole, before yes. we leave, so yeah. you're going to be back on October 9th for mm -hmm. our radio show and podcast to talk about another event that's coming up in October. And mm -hmm. that's our equity conference. Give us a little, little teaser. A little teaser. Well, guys, October 22nd, please mark that on your calendars from nine to two. It'll be at the Palm Springs Convention Center. We will have our keynote speaker will be Nicole Anderson, and we will offer participants two breakout sessions, including the LGBTQ community, our Latino community, our African-American, Indigenous, special ed, English learners, youth, et cetera, et cetera. So come on out. It's going to be a great time. There will also be a panel discussion with the superintendents of Palm Springs, Desert Sands, and Coachella Valley, as well as mayors from Palm Springs, Cathedral City, Rancho Mirage, etc. It'll be that is awesome. So that's a very good teaser. And regular listeners will be here. But if you're not a regular listener, make sure you catch that show either when it airs or afterwards, because you can always get all of our shows at any time. Ladies, thank you, thank you. Barbara. Thank you for having thank us. You thank you again for a great, great idea. And okay. Nicole, thank you for being here. Of thank course. you all for joining us. You, you learn something new every day. A new podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you again for listening. Thanks, Danica, Raymond, and Cynthia. And we will see you next week. Mm -hmm.